We're going to start this morning with a video. Um, so do watch the screen. I love that video. In fact, uh, the first time I watched it, I, um, I'm not too manly to admit there was a, a tear or two that, that appeared. It's an absolutely incredible video. And um, it's an excellent intro into what we're looking at today. Because you know, those, those gifts were completely unlooked for. Like, they were completely surprised. And they were uh, given completely freely. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure WestJet got some excellent advertisement out of that. Let's be fair. I think this year they've had loads of people just fly that flight. Hoping, you know, maybe, you know, and the poor guy who said socks and underwear, he's looking at the couple with the big screen TV thinking, oh, what did I say that for? Um, and the gifts were lavish, you know, they were, they were like, because people didn't expect it, it was beyond expectation. I say that is a great intro to what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about grace. I want to talk to you about grace. And just like those gifts, um, grace is something we don't deserve. It's something that um, is given completely freely, and it's something that is lavish and beyond our expectation. Grace. And you might say, well, why talk about this now? I mean, we're coming up to Christmas. Um, why, you know, surely, what's the kind of the link here? I want to say, well, grace is at the very heart of Christmas. You know, the very heart of Christmas. Grace is at, right at the centre of it. It's good to remember that. Maybe you are new to Christianity, or maybe you're just a little bit lost in the fog of buying presents, of wrapping presents, of setting up decorations, of organising the Christmas dinner, of inviting people round, of getting the house ready, getting the kids to be good, and just getting everything ready for it. Maybe you're a bit lost in the middle of that. And to remember, actually, at the very heart of Christmas, what is it all about? And Christmas is about the incarnation. It is about the incarnation. That is what it's about. It's a long word, incarnation. What does it mean? Well, carne, you know, I'm a carnivore. I like my meat. So that's where carnes come from. Carne means meat, flesh. And incarnation, it means in flesh, in meat and flesh. And it means that Jesus came, the God of the whole universe came in meat and flesh form. Incarnation. That is what Christmas is about, that God came to the earth as a human being. Philippians 2 says, um, he being in very nature God, it's talking about Jesus, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, coming as a baby, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And my wire dangles down here. We remind ourselves, you know, who is this? You know, who is this Jesus? He's come and done this. And Colossians one says, He is the, the, invis- in, the image of the invisible God. He's the firstborn over all creation. In Him, all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. This is Jesus. He is before all things, and in Him, all things hold together. So it blows your mind. Yeah, the God of the whole universe coming as a tiny, fragile, dependent baby. In fact, Linky's, um, it's really funny, Linky's party the other day, um, it's really good to you mention that, actually. I was actually chatting to some of Linky's very, very intelligent friends um, who all do astrophysics and things like that. And like, when I kind of meet people like this, I, I like to ask them kind of a little bit about what they do. And I was chatting to one of them who was telling me about her, her PhD. And uh, I like to ask the question, well, can you explain your PhD to me in a, w- a way that I can understand? And 
they kind of look at me and go, well, probably not, but I'll try. Um, and so she explained her PhD in astrophysics. And she started to tell me, okay, well, basically I'm looking at um, active um, galaxies. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, brilliant. Um, what's the difference between an active galaxy and an inactive galaxy? And Alinky, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, this is what I took in. That basically, at the, at, um, the center of a galaxy is a black hole. And in an active galaxy, it's still taking in kind of matter and things like that. And in an inactive galaxy, that's no longer the case. And, and I almost interrupted and said, I'm glad I didn't. I almost said, wait on, no, 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 you got that wrong. At the center of our galaxy is the sun. I mean, even I know this, the Earth goes around the sun. You know, the, the solar system. You know, so, I was like, oh, yeah, wait on. That's our solar system. That's just, that's just our sun. And our, our sun is one of millions of suns in our galaxy, which is one of thousands of galaxies in our um, cluster. There we go, cluster, which is part of hundreds of clusters in our super, super cluster. You know, that is, that is how massive our God is, that he holds the universe in the palm of his hand. That, you know, in, in, through Jesus, this was all created. And you know, you just forget we're a tiny dot on a blue-green planet. You totally forget the size and the majesty of who God is, confining himself down to a child, to being dependent on his mum. It, it blows your mind to think this is who Jesus is and what, what happened in that moment. And this is why grace is at the very heart of it, because Jesus is a gift of grace to the world. You know, the Father did not need to leave his throne. Jesus did not need to leave the throne and come, and come. But he chose to do that. He humbled himself. He is a gift of grace to the world. And that is why grace is at the very heart of Christmas. You might say, okay, well, what is grace? You know, what kind are you talking about? And I think Hebrews um, 4.16 tells us something a little bit more about, about grace. It says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we, we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Uh, I like to think of it like this, like a, a kind of police car analogy. Now, um, Becky, if she's really honest, will say that um, she's sometimes scared about my driving. Um, and I try to be good, um, but the three points on my license would tell you that I don't always manage to be good. Um, and you know, imagine for a second, you, you're going along, um, in, and uh, you're in a 30, and you're over the limit. And then you see the lights flash on behind you, and you're like, uh-oh, this is not good. Okay, so you pull in, and you know, police car, policeman gets out and says, hi, do you know what speed you were going? I think it was 31, maybe. Uh, and you know, okay, you know, there's, there's only one way this is going to go. You know what's going on. And so he writes out the ticket. And uh, then, which meant now, in, in front of you, he tears it up and says, you're free to go. You know, it's not going to count. Uh, that, that, that right there is mercy. You're not getting what you deserve. You, deserve, you broke the law. You deserve the, the speeding fine, the points, the penalty. This is what you deserve. But mercy says, that's t- torn up, dealt with. No, you don't, you're not going to get that. Now, grace, grace is the same, same situation. Um, you've, you've pulled in, the policeman's got out, you're like, oh, okay. And you know, he tears up the ticket, he writes up the ticket, he tears it up and says, and here's a check for a million pounds, have a great day. <laughs> like, Grace goes on and says, we get what we don't deserve. We, we don't only like, not get what we do deserve, the punishment, we get what we don't deserve. We get a free gift of something which is just completely outrageous. Um, and so, so good. And so, yeah, the, the kind of, 
distinguishing you, mercy and grace, and they're both in Jesus. Jesus is a gift of grace to the world. He's a gift, who, and he lived the life we could not live, and he died the, the death of a criminal that we deserved, and he rose to life, proving that he triumphs over sin and death and has defeated it. Jesus is a gift of grace. So how does this affect you and me? Um, I'm going to need some, some volunteers here. Like, put your hand up. Uh, ooh, that's good. That's good that our young people know well. Come on, Seth, you can come up. Come on, Kerry, you can come up. We can have a few more. Um, uh, pop your hand if you'd like, like to come up. Uh, particularly if you like chocolate, um, you might have a chance to, to come up. Don't think you just have to be a young person. Yeah, become Shane, that's cool. Don't, yeah, yeah, come for it, definitely. More space. Don't think you just have to be young. Yeah, come on, come up. Okay, we've got five, that'll do. Uh, Joel, you get up here as well. Joel, you get up here as well. You're smiling. I think you like chocolate. Get up, get up here. Okay. Okay, guys. Um, I've asked Steve to come and help me too. Steve, can you come up as well? Cool. Thanks, Steve. Do you want, do you want to just stand on that side? Um, welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome. Okay, Steve's going to help us out here. We've got a little analogy of like, well, how does this affect us? So, um, we're just going to go along. I just wonder, Jane, would you like a chocolate? Okay. Um, Steve, would you do three press-ups so Shane can have a chocolate? There you go. Thanks, stuff. <laughs> Seth, would you like a chocolate? Steve, would you do three press-ups so Seth can have a chocolate? <laughs> oh. Kiara, would you like a chocolate? Steve, would you do three press-ups so Kiara can have a chocolate? Would you like a chocolate? Steve, would you do uh, three press-ups so, so Fifi can have a chocolate? Would you like a chocolate? Steve, can you do uh, three press-ups? Thanks, Amy. So Amy can have a chocolate. Joel, would you like a chocolate? Can I have ten chocolates? <laughs> Steve, would you do three press-ups so Joel can have ten chocolates? Deirdre, would you like a chocolate? Deirdre, uh, Steve, would you do three press-ups so Deirdre can have a chocolate? <laughs> Can. Okay. Shane. Would you like another chocolate? Would you like another chocolate? Steve, would you do three presents so Shane can have another chocolate? Seth, would you like another chocolate? Steve, could you do three presents so uh, Seth can have another chocolate? Do you, know, do you know what I want? Kiara, would you like another chocolate? Steve, would you do three presents for Kiara, please? Fifi. Fifi, would you like another chocolate? Steve, can you do three more presents for Fifi? Yeah. Amy, would you like another chocolate? Steve, can you do uh, three more for Amy, please? We'll just wait. Joel, would you, would you like another ten chocolates? Yes, please. Another ten. Can you do a, another three, three for Joel, please? <laughs> and, Deirdre, would you like another chocolate? No, thank you. You don't want another chocolate? No. Steve, w- Steve would you do um, three more press-ups so Deirdre can choose not to have another chocolate? <laughs> That's mean. You know what I'm going to ask you? 
Would you like another Would you like another chocolate? <laughs> Steve, do you, can you do three more for a strange type of chocolate, please? Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it there. Steve, you're an absolute legend. Give him a massive round of applause. Okay. Oh, that's a legend. Woo! Well done, Steve. You're a legend. Um, what's the point? Here's the point. I'm so glad you did. You, I totally understand how you felt this. Like, I don't want to put him through that. It's so, it's so harsh. Here's our point. This is how it affects us. Jesus paid the penalty. He has done it. It happened. It's an event in history. He bore it on the cross. That's how it affects me and you now. It's a gift of grace. Now, what we do with that gift is then up to us. Steve, if we, if we choose to say no, Steve still does the press offs. You know, Jesus still did that. You know, it, it, it happened. And you know, that's why it's a gift of grace. It's, it's something that's already happened, whether you choose to accept it or not. It happened. And you know, we can't do anything to win it. You know, it, you couldn't, if, if you'd asked me, can I, I'll do the press-ups, I would have gone, no. Steve's got to do them. Just the same way that we can't, we can't earn our way, Jesus is the only one who paid that penalty, you know, he's the only one who could pay it. And it's completely free. So um, I just want to come maybe to explore the rest of the day. Why do we struggle with that? You know, why do we restru- struggle to receive that grace? And uh, I think the first one is actually, it offends us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very English, and uh, you can tell how English I am when I, when I get complimented on something. But, um, I mean, how many times, I wonder, have you, like, been in a conversation where, uh, uh, let's say, someone says, oh, I love the way you played the worship uh, today, or something like that. And uh, the kind of answer comes back, Oh no, it wasn't me, it was the Lord. You're like, well, no, it wasn't that good, actually. <laughs> like, it was good, but it wasn't that good. Yeah, like, it offends us that we need this grace that actually, you know, and so we, we struggle to take it on. You know, um, and it's, it's so hard in today's culture even to give away free stuff. Like, it's really great giving out Christmas hampers, and it was lovely to have names to give them to, but some we had. Um, extra, so we were like, well, we'll go and give them out, and we'll just choose somewhere we think, hey, do you know what, I think it might really bless this family, we're just going to go for it. And it's really hard, actually, one of them came back where they just were like, I'm sorry, we can't accept this. It was completely free, but I'm sorry, we can't accept it. It's, people really struggle these days to take on something free, it's something that offends us. It's like, um, it's like men asking for directions, isn't it? Like, you know, we, we want so much to, uh, to, to be able to sort it. And I'll walk around like Asda or Tesco's for 10 minutes trying to find something before I finally admit, okay, I actually need some help with this. Can someone please find me like ginger wine or something? Um, and, you know, someone used to say, you know, like, I don't need faith, it's a crutch. Can I just say, yes, I need Jesus. You know, he is my crutch, you know, and... There's, there's no two ways about that, that you have to come under that in the, in the Christian faith to say, I, you know, you need Jesus. That, you know, it offends us to, to actually say that. Jesus told um, a story, actually, about, about this. Um, it's quite a controversial story, quite a controversial parable in some ways. Um, he told a story which, it goes like this. Um, in the morning, people would meet in the marketplace, kind of, if they haven't got a job, they'd meet there as kind of ready, ready for work. So 6am, there's guys in the middle of the marketplace that are ready to work, and an, a vineyard owner comes along, and says, hey, do you need a job? Come and work at my vineyard today. I'll pay you a denarius, like a day's wage. And so off they, off, off they go to work. And then uh, 
some other people are kind of there about the middle of the day, midday, and, and the owner comes back and says, oh, well, you guys need a job as well? Why don't you come and work at the vineyard too? And so away they go, and they work the rest of the day. And then late in the evening, like 4 or 5 p.m., there's still some, some guys who are gathered around there, no job. So he gathers the last ones, and they come and do a couple of hours' work. At the end of the day, he gathers all, all of them together and starts to pay them, beginning with the ones who were hired last. So he goes to the guys who started at 4 or 5 p.m. and gives them um, a denarius. And so the people who, got, who started earlier in the day are like, oh, brilliant. They're getting, they're getting a day's wage. They've done two hours. Wow, what are we going to get? Brilliant. Then he goes to the guys in the middle of the day and the start of the day, and he gives them each a denarius as well, a day's wage. And they start complaining. Say, well, how is this fair? They've done two hours' work. I've done the whole day. The thing about grace, the thing that offends us, it is a level playing field right across. From the Queen of England to your next-door neighbour, every single one of us needs that grace. And it offends us that we're exactly the same as the next person. You know, there's no better or worse. Yeah, Paul said, we preach Christ crucified, who is a stumbling block to the Jews and uh, foolishness to the Gentiles. But it, the stumbling block was because they were just the same. You know, the, the, the history of that, they still need Jesus. You know, the history and the tradition, all that, still need Jesus. So that's the first thing is it offends us. But then we, the next thing is we then count ourselves unworthy. It's like we get over... Um, the reason that we, we realize we need Jesus. And then we go right to the other end and, and say, but I'm not worthy of Jesus. You know, I don't deserve that gift of grace. You know, if you knew me, if you knew what I'd done, if you knew what I was really like, I don't deserve that. And so this can be a, 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 you know, a, a thing. Like, just like I said with like the worship one, you know, people then just say, well, it's not me. You know, I don't, I don't deserve that. And uh, Maybe closer to home this season. I wonder, on the Christmas table, when, when someone says, do you know, that was a fantastic meal. I loved the, uh, the chicken wrapped in a duck, wrapped in a pheasant, wrapped in something else that you created, and the roasties were absolutely amazing. And sometimes someone will say, oh, it, it, no bother, it took no time, no problem, you know, it was really easy. I think, no, it wasn't. You started at, like, 8 o'clock. You went shopping last week. You ordered the turkey. This has been massive. It's amazing. Like, but because we, we feel somehow unworthy to be praised, uh, to take on, we, we, we would just sort of deflect it and keep it away. And we, count, we count ourselves unworthy to receive it. And personally, I am one of the worst for this. I know that you know, God would speak to me about understanding my value of, of who he calls me to be, understanding uh, who he's made to be and the value of that, and not to, uh, to belittle that. Um, I've got an example for you. I'm feeling rich this morning. I brought in a five-pound note. Um, it's, it's fairly crisp. Uh, I'm not asking volunteers on this one. Um, maybe I'll go to the Philippines. Um, so this is worth five pounds. The Queen says it's worth five pounds. You can see her face through it. Um, they're going plastic soon, aren't they? But this, this is right now as a traditional normal five-pound note. Okay, it's worth five pounds. If I screw it up. How much is it worth right now? Five pounds. If I take my pen, I scribble on the top corner. How much is it worth right now? Five pounds. The Queen says it's worth five pounds. In fact, I think I'm told, or I'm not going to do it, as long as you have the two strips there joined together, it's still worth five pounds. That basically you can have tears in it and bits it, and, and that. It's, it's still worth five pounds. Here's the point. We go through the stuff of life, you know, the, the, the bits that, that, that um, 
that, that screw us up, that the baggage, the stuff of life, the things we do, the things that other people do to, to us, the things that we experience. And it feels like we get marked and, and we lose value. But the truth is, in God's eyes, we are his sons and daughters and invaluable to him, that we have that same value of Jesus, that, he, that Jesus was given for us, and we have that value to him. And it doesn't matter what you go through, that is true. Just the same way, but that is still a five-pound note. Okay. Um, so we count ourselves unworthy. And you know, Paul says, you know, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, any powers, height or depth, anything in creation can separate us from the love of, of God, which is in Christ Jesus. In other words, nothing we do could ever separate us from that. And, uh, and then thirdly, um, we, we then like, we get past that and go, okay, I'm, I'm unworthy. And then we go, well, we'll try and earn it then. Yeah, well, okay, you know, okay, great. I'm worthy to receive this, fantastic. Well, I'm unworthy, but I get it for free, so I need to earn it. And this, this was, you know, if you read the whole book of Galatians, what that's about, you know, that the, you foolish Galatians, you know, you're running a good race, who confused you? I mean, it's so easy, I think, when you've been a Christian for a number of years, just to drift into this, to, to lose the gift of grace and for it to become something which you need to work for. You know, you're fine as long as you achieve X, Y, Z. You're fine as long as you, you know, read your Bible in the morning. You're fine as long as you um, make sure that you're having a worship time. You're fine as long as you don't lose your temper ever. You're fine as long as you, you know, and, and just adding things. It's so easy to do. Um, I, wonder, I wonder if anyone this year has given a present to someone else just because they received one. I mean, it's quite normal. I, I did. I know my housemate got me a present, and it was completely unexpected, and I was like... Oh, great, thank you. And then I was like, the next day, right, rush out, quick, get him a present. Um, and that's fine. I'm not saying don't do that. It's lovely, you know, because you want to be thoughtful. But here's the point. God's given us a gift we can't repay. You know, we, we, the gift of Jesus, you cannot outgive God. You cannot give back over what he's given. So the response is yes, to give freely to him and worship. But it's all his anyway. But to not for that to be a heart of, I, I need to repay, I need to earn back, it's, it's the wrong heart, totally. It, you know, gladly worship, but not, not earn. You cannot repay it. You know, so a good check for this in your heart is, is where are your joy levels at? You know, wh- what's your joy like? Because you know, when you try to earn it, the joy goes. But when you remember what he's done, and it's given freely, then the joy is, is there. Yeah. So that's a, that's a personal one for me, but I, I know I probably won't be the only one. I'm trying to close now then. So um, what is our response? You know, this free gift of grace, this free gift of Jesus, what is our response? Well, number one is, is thankfulness. Um, I've set a kind of the few guys a challenge this, this Christmas, just five minutes a day to remember and be thankful for who Jesus is and the gift. You know, and to do that in whatever way you, you find helpful. But just to remember that thankfulness with thank you, Jesus, for who you are and what you've done for me. Thank you for, for, for coming to earth. And then number two, I think, is humility. That when we get a hold of this, when we get a hold of this level playing field, it really um, enables us to, to walk with a, a, a hum, humble heart, to have that humility. You know, I, I think about in the Christmas story, the amount of humility around. Think about Mary, you know, as, as her response to, to the angel is... Um, I am the Lord's servant, may a word to me fulfill, be, be to me fulfilled. It's an incredible statement where she's saying, okay, yeah, use me. You know, it's, a, it's a step of humility. Think about the wise men. You know, they must have been surprised when they came across this family and think, this is the king of the Jews. 
but leaving their gifts. You know, you think about the shepherds, you know, that they would have easily discounted themselves. But do you know what? They went and they worshipped because that's what, you know, they, they knew that God had called them. So the humility in that story, I think um, it's not thinking of you, uh, less of yourself, but it's like thinking of yourself less, people have said. It's all about recognising this is what God's done. And therefore, that enables you to serve and enables you to gladly and willingly uh, give. And then lastly, worship. Um, you know, this draws us to worship. And we recognise the, the grace of God. It draws us to worship, which is not just singing. Um, though I love, I love singing. Um, it's, it's much more than that. It's, it's Romans saying, offering your whole self as a living sacrifice. And, and that's really just the, the challenge I want to leave with is to say, Jesus has been so good as a gift of grace. Here's our response. We want to come in thankfulness, in humility, and we want to worship him uh, for what he's done.